Utah lands another talented quarterback, and some of the top youths from last year's football team are off to the NFL Combine. Let's break it all down on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. If this is your first time listening to our show, make sure you like and subscribe. Love interacting with all of you in the YouTube comments, and you can follow our show on social media at Locked On Utes. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more. New customers can join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. My name is JT Wistersill, former intern inside the University of Utah Athletics Department. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about guys off to the NFL Combine, big weeks ahead for the Utah men's and women's basketball teams, but have to start with some recruiting news as Utah landed their potential quarterback of the future. Because Shaker Rising just committed to Utah, a six foot, 200 pound, three star QB in the class of 2025. And I know I say potential quarterback of the future it might be some of you already typing, like that's Isaac Wilson, that's Wyatt, who Utah already added in the class of 2025. Like the reason I said potential future is we don't know who it's going to be. Do if I had to bet right now who'd be next year's starter, I'd probably not Cam, but the year after, if we're going to 25, it's probably going to be Isaac Wilson or Brandon Rose, more than likely. But you never know who can emerge and who emerges after that. There's definitely a chance that Rising could be starting games for this team in the near future. And he was a hot commodity a little bit too. Boston College, Houston, and our friends over at BYU were also very interested in Rising's talents, but he decided to come over to Utah. And this is a huge get. For Utah, I feel like, because it's a talented quarterback and you can never have enough of those, as we saw what happened last year to this team. When you're talking about Rising, to me, you're talking about a guy who's got really good footwork. He diagnoses what a defense is doing pre-snap so he can make the reads and plays like, okay, see what kind of coverage they're in. I know if I look left just to move the safety over a little bit and then come back to my right, that should open a pocket that I need in order to complete the pass. Also, he's got a good deep ball accuracy. Can just make something happen when a play breaks down too. There's a few instances of, you know, just things where it's a bad snap or just a lot of chaos, unblocked rushers coming in on him. He can make those guys miss, keep plays alive. I like what he can do outside the pocket a little bit too. He's a guy who cannot just make throws on the move, but can get out of the pocket, set his feet, and then really rifle a strike downfield. Mentioned like the arm too. Feel like he does a good job avoiding that pressure, as I said. Um, also just throws a nice, he throws a nice ball just in general. He has a good, good deep ball, but just in general, the butt, his mechanics, everything just looks good coming out of his hands right now. And he, I also like some of that athleticism too. He gets the ball out of his hands pretty quick as well. So yeah, I think this is a really good ad. You can never have too many quarterbacks for the reasons we said, uh, last year, it was just a mess, but rising's a guy who he seems like based on everything I can tell guy who thrives in big games and big moments and situations. And that's the big, one of the biggest things I like to look for is not just like, Hey, did you eat alive, weaker competition, but can you thrive when teams got to have it? Moments here, got to step up. And Rising definitely looks like one of those guys who can do that. Hence why, yes, he's a three-star QB. He's not a four-star QB like a Becker that Utah recently added, or of course a Wilson. But this is still a guy who has a lot of talent. And let's not forget how many three-stars and below that have 
made their way onto the field for Utah and have made mesmerizing plays for them. So I, I do think that's important to remember when you're talking about a guy like Shaker Isaac because quarterbacks are the position on the field. You always want to have the best guy out there. And guys with work ethic, like what it appears that Rizig has, betting against them is not the wisest thing to do. And I could definitely see him having a monster season coming up his final year for his senior year and i'm excited to see what he'll do at utah too once again a guy that we just we don't know what the future holds for any of these recruits but this guy seems like he's ready to come in and compete for jobs at utah for the job at utah in the near future i don't think he'll walk up and win as a freshman but if you're telling me sophomore junior something like that was the starter or backup i wouldn't be surprised at all based on what i can see here so a talented quarterback and a really good get for the utah football team also not the only one they picked up. They also added, and I should say with Rising, he's 2025. So we still got to wait um, a little bit till he comes up, has his senior year next year. So him and Becker are in the same class. It'd be fun to see those guys come in together and kind of see what they can grow into and develop into while we watch that competition play out. But good that Utah's getting off strong start, adding quarterback talent in the class of 2025, since they only brought in Wilson in the class of 2024 at the quarterback position. Now I understand why that is, because he's really talented and should be right now the soon-to-be face of the Utah football program if he pans out and is as good of a quarterback as we all expect him to be. So that's why I, I get why he only had one quarterback in that class versus in the 25 class. You want to add a few guys and bring those in. But also, Rizig wasn't the only quarterback that Utah added. Utah also added Lucas Jackson out of Pleasant Grove, who's 6'4", 270, 2024, can play on the offensive or defensive line. Personally, I think I see him as an offensive lineman, an interior guard to say, but... You never know. I mean, he's got really good hands, whether it's when he shoots off the ball as an offensive lineman, like getting his hands inside does a good job keeping them inside, too. Or when it's a defensive lineman also flying up, getting his hands inside to throw an offensive lineman out of the way and make a big play in the backfield. Those are both things that I feel like he does really well. He can move. He's pretty stout in the run game on both sides of the ball, like his ability to climb to the second level too. just plays with that nasty mean streak you love every offensive lineman to have so this is another one where i look at it and it's like okay he's going to be more of a developmental guy this is a guy i wouldn't expect to hear about for the next two years but you never know with guys like this too especially these guys that come in late in the game they're really motivated to come up to a place like utah get to work get after it and try to prove everyone wrong that did not recruit them more heavily. And I definitely think that is what we're going to see happen here with a guy like a Lucas Jackson. So interesting to see. Also love just bringing in local guys, local talent. Guy like Jackson probably always wanted to play college football in Utah and has worked hard enough to earn himself that opportunity at the University of Utah. So you know how much it's going to mean to him to be playing football at the University of Utah. And playing football at Utah means something to all these guys, right? But Cam Rising, for example, did not grow up dreaming of playing at Utah football, right? Like he grew up dreaming of going to, um, he was from California, so maybe one of the USC schools, but obviously he ended up at Texas. Like everyone's different about where they dream about going to school at and then where they actually go into as well. But it is always so fun just to get some Utah guys up here who genuinely do like this is where they want, this is where their dream school was. That's always fun when you have guys like that on their program just to help, you know, remind everyone in general, I'm not saying the need reminding, but it is just that thing to remember, like have those perspectives in the locker room of like, man, I'm just so happy to be on the team and be a part of this, especially on those tough days when you're doing summer workouts and some of the days in summer, summer camp or get just getting ready for fall camp, honestly, and everything that goes into that. That's where it's great to have guys who 
our, the local guys who just love being a part of the Utah football program and team to help keep them around the locker room up when you're going through some of the toughest parts of the offseason because it can be those are the days where it just gets really tough, I'm sure. But that's what these guys do a great job of. Guys like Jackson, too, going to be interesting to see if he can carve out a playing path for himself at Utah in the next few years, just like it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rising and how his career as a Utah quarterback pans out. But like that Utah is not just starting work on the 2025 class, but also bringing in a few more guys to the class of 2024. And all these guys who are coming up to Utah hope to one day get an invite to the NFL Combine. Now, for Utah, a lot of their top players from last year have already achieved that honor. I want to talk to you about the Utes that did get that NFL Combine and what we can expect from the NFL's most prestigious pre-draft event in one moment. But first, I want to talk to all of you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. I know the Super Bowl is coming past, but there is a great opportunity to continue keeping up with all the great betting action at FanDuel. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorites, NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And I know the All-Star Game is right around the corner, but think about it, especially after the All-Star Game, when you're talking about teams making that playoff push. The Lakers caught a little bit of momentum lately here. I saw last night was Rui Hachimura and Anthony Davis were the first two pair of Laker teammates to have over 35 in a game since Kobe and Shaq. I was very surprised that wasn't LeBron and Anthony Davis. But, you know, we still got a couple more NBA games before the All-Star break, and then after the All-Star break should be a lot of fun stuff coming up. But either way, you can wager on all the NBA action today at FanDuel Sportsbook. Also want to talk to all of you about another sponsor at Locked On Utes. It's our friends at UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents don't always know the answers. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games like quizzes and trivia. Every time a family member completes a topic, they earn points that can occur and can be redeemed for gift cards to stores like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There's age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you learn. And the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn, part of UCCU's award-winning Bean Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. All righty, talking about the NFL Combine. Last year, we had a couple of youths get the invite. This year, we had several, six to be exact, Utah football players who got the invite. And it's just awesome whenever you can see these are these are big things, right? Only the top guys get invited to the NFL uh, comeback. It's, it's 312 prospects overall get invited, but still, it's a prestigious group of guys that come up and go in there, and it's awesome that Utah football is so represented this year. The guys who are going to be up there are Sione Baki, Devon Vele, Keaton Bills, Tawalao Mea, Jonah Ellis, and Cole Bishop, which I think is fantastic. No Miles Battle, which I thought he had a shot to do it, but... They must feel better about some of the corners like that, too. And I thought Battle had a good year up at Utah last year, too. But I definitely, like, just based on everything I've looked at and seems, it definitely seems like a question of whether or not he'll get drafted. I feel like he'll definitely be an undrafted free agent, if not. But if you just scan the mocks and everything out there, haven't heard a lot of hype about his name from the NFL scouting combine or community at the moment. But I'd love to see that change. I think Miles, if he gets an opportunity, would 
be able to carve out a roster spot for himself on an NFL team. But it'll be interesting to watch his path. But as for this group, obviously we knew Sione was going to get one. Just what, what he did as a dual threat guy last season, as well as him showing out in the senior bowl, you knew there was no way that he wasn't going to be a guy looked at to step up and or a guy that the NFL teams would want to get a look at in person for his exceptional speed and versatility. Obviously, Cole Bishop, the a similar thing, right? Just a standout safety at Utah for the past couple of years now. We also knew Jonah Ellis was going to get an invite, the elite defensive end. If I had to put money on it right now, I would say Ellis will be the first Utah player drafted. Just pass rushing is to me, the second most important thing, maybe offensive line, if you want to say protecting, but 1A, 1B, or 2A, 2B to me, obviously quarterbacks one, but Ellis just does it at such a high level. I know an NFL team is going to want to bring him in, and I really think, I don't know if he's a day one NFL starter. I do believe, though, he can come in right away and be a rotational piece, be one of the a team's top four defensive ends and give them a deep pass rush room with his ability to get after the quarterback at a high level. After that, also, Satawa Laumea, no surprise there, seeing him as an invite. He projects as an NFL guard to me, and a guy that should see ample playing time in the near future, maybe start out as a reserve piece. And only so many guys in the NFL dress, too. Let's not forget. So the fact that Satawa will also, he can be mainly a guard, but he can learn the tackle position. So in situations, you can have him play on the outside, too. That'll be valuable when you can only have, I think it's a 60-man roster in the NFL. So something that Satawa can offer. Uh, it was great to see Devon Vale and Keaton Bills get an invite. Those guys were not at the Senior Bowl. And, you know, Jonah Ellis went to the Shrine, but not the Senior Bowl. So you did, those guys were kind of up in the air if they were going to get the invite or not. But great to see Vale and Bills get recognized here. This is a great opportunity for Vale to make some plays and try to turn some heads a little bit here since he didn't get the combine. I think his 40 time will be big because I think there are questions about his speed and, you know, Bills just continuing to show like he's going to try to – he'll want to be a late-round pick or just earn himself an opportunity as an undrafted free agent so continuing to show just the strength you know the athleticism at the nfl level i think all that will be big at the combine and combine's huge because you get to meet with teams you get measurements you go through on-field drills there's lots of different stuff that go out there i'd love to hear from you guys below let me know what your favorite combine event is i've always loved the bench press but would be curious to see when you guys to not turn on the combine what you're always looking to see and uh, the event schedule was posted for the days everything combine every kind of kicks off on the 26th but that's more meetings and kind of some early stuff but when you're talking about the actual events itself that gets underway on february 29th where the defensive linemen and linebackers will go at it so we'll see jonah ellis there then on friday march 1st we'll see the defensive backs and the tight ends so no one from utah in that group should have been miles battle in my opinion as i said then we'll see wide receivers and running backs or actually defensive backs of course we'll see sione vaki and cole bishop uh with that group then we'll also see for quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. Wouldn't be surprised if Sione Vaki got some run with the running backs too because I do think like a team could very much so bring him in for that aspect of his game too. But also when you're looking at uh, wide receivers, you'll see Devon Bailey there. And then the offensive line, the last group where Satawa and Devon Bailey will have a chance to show their skills. But this is the premier event. The Senior Bowl is huge. There's the senior bowl slogan is the draft starts in mobile, right? Because it does. That's where the first big thing, there's a lot of scouts and everyone together, but because of the timing of the playoffs and everything, not every NFL team can attend the super bowl, right? I think pretty much every major NFL personnel is at the NFL combine. There's tons of meetings that go down there. I know it's huge for insiders as they're always trying to get the latest scoop and, you know, figure out what the latest is and everything going on there. So there's going to be a ton of just media there. So many scouts there, tons of GMs wanting to talk and speak to these guys too. So it's always interesting to see who ends up meeting with who during these things. And, and pro days will also be a big deal whenever the NFL makes its way out to Utah later in the spring. But, 
this is a huge opportunity when you're running and competing against the best of the best. Like, yes, the senior bowl was huge for going against guys in like similar comparable positions like that too. But every year we see guys over or under drafted because of what they do at the combine. Orlando Brown really fell in the NFL draft a few years ago. He won a Super Bowl last year with the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, this year, if the Joe Burrow didn't get hurt, maybe the Bengals can make some more noise in the postseason. I think about a guy like a John Ross, former Washington receiver, who was drastically overdrafted because of what he did at the combine with his 40 time speed, too. So there are tons of opportunities if you're a Utah football player, obviously a collegiate football player in general, to raise your stock at the NFL Combine. And I think it's awesome that Utah is going to have an opportunity. If I was going to do like early, who's going to win the Combine for Utah? I think Sione's got a great shot. His speed a couple times, his change of direction ability too, like on you know the pro shuttle and the three cone or some of the things they do there. I expect his to be really good there because some of the cuts and change of direction abilities that he just flashed in college last year are remarkable. And Stuff that I, you just are very rare to see out of college running backs, let alone a safety who then just got turned into a running back. So that's where I'm very excited to see him get those opportunities to show off that speed and a special change of direction. And with what an exceptional athlete is, I think he'll show out. Outside of that, I think the other guy could be, I think Cole Bishop, the 40 times going to be huge for him. He's going to want to run a good 40 because I do think teams have some question about his speed. Obviously not much about his play. And, you know, with a Jonah Ellis um, for him, I don't know. I feel like he's not going to be a combine warrior, but I just feel like his film speaks for itself in terms of what a job he does getting after the quarterback. But curious to see what he'll run in the 40 as well. So it's going to be fun to monitor. We're definitely continuing to talk about it here in the in on locked on Utes. Also a fun uh, stat and note that comes to us from the Utah Athletic Department's website reacting to the news or just posting about the team making the combine. It's a quote from the website. It says Utah's six former standouts at the combine is the most for Utah since 2019, which we know how good that 2019 class was. And it ties for the most in the Big 12 Conference in 2024 with TCU. Uh, surprising that TCU got so many, but, you know, did make the national championship two years ago. So uh, still a lot of the guys repping from, from that. But either way, an awesome honor for the Utah football team to have so many players at the NFL Combine. Can't wait to see these guys get after it and tear it up. And we'll continue to discuss it on Locked on Utes. Wanted to discuss, though, with you one of the teams that is currently in season, and actually two of the teams, it's the Utah men's and women's basketball. Want to break down a big upcoming weekend for both those teams on today's show. But first, want to talk to you about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes. It's our great friends at Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS. And with these great last-minute deals, it offers so much. All-in price, views from your seat. That's my favorite feature, the view from your seat, so you know exactly what kind of a vantage point you'll be able to check out the action fund. It's from It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area from those view from your seat, the low price guarantee, even event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Game time has so much to offer. They have tickets right up to the start of an event and an, even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats and that game time guarantee. It means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Right now, all customer, all game time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas. Terms apply. Just download game time app and use code v-e-g-a-s 100 that's all caps on vegas no spaces for the 100 so vegas 100 one word for 100 dollars off a big game ticket or if you're not going to the game use code locked on capital l-n-o with no spaces for 20 dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
To close out today's show, I want to talk about the Utah men's and women's basketball teams. We're going to start with the women's basketball team who came off a tough loss to Oregon State. They did respond, beating Oregon pretty good, 70 to 48. And now they have a good test coming up when they host Colorado. That's going to be a Friday night matinee. And the bus currently ranked inside the top 10. And Utah's had a couple of top 10 wins already this season. Colorado currently 20 and 4, Utah 18 and 7. But this is a great opportunity for Alyssa Peely, some of the depth on this team to step up. Jenna Johnson has been getting going for Utah lately as well. Vieira, what she's done dishing the ball out and getting her teammates involved. So this is a good opportunity for Utah. And it doesn't get any easier for uh, Utah either because not only do they have that game on the 16th, but then when we look ahead, they're going to be taking on UCLA on the 22nd. And then you got USC after that. Those are also top 10 teams. Utah's schedule literally goes 8, 9, 10. With, and they're at 9 and 10. And both those teams are going to be looking for vengeance after what Utah did to them last time. But for the Colorado game, that's a huge one for Utah to get this Friday night, and I'm excited to see that. And then they get the rest of the weekend off, as I mentioned before, uh, next week having those tests against UCLA and USC. And it's crazy that there's only five games left in the regular season. Man, it always flies by just because so much of it is taken up by football. But a big opportunity for Utah against the Buffs, and I do think the women's basketball team takes care of business. And speaking of taking care of business, that's what I think the Utah men's basketball team is also going to do. Before this season, if you had asked me if Utah is going to beat USC and UCLA, I would have said no. Because I would look at a team like USC, who they actually Utah will play later tonight, and I would just say, you know, Bronny James, Collier, the top player in the class. Like, this is a really talented USC team, but they have woefully underperformed and just not clicked. They're 9 and 15, they're just 3 and 10 in conference. So I do expect Utah to go into the Trojans' house and be able to get a victory there. Then taking on UCLA. Bruins also struggling 13 and 11. They're eight and five in conference. So they've gotten a little better, but this is a team that Utah absolutely demolished at home. Utah's got to go in and get a win against their old teammate, Lazar Stefanovich. Another one where Brandon Carlson, Avon Smith, Cole Badgema, Gabe Madsen, all these guys, Craig Smith and co need to step up and get some big wins on the road. If you want to be an NCAA tournament team, they're still in the bubble. I think Joel Lenardi had them as a last four in. That's where these are the kind of games you have to win in order to earn those projections and be able to crack the field of 68. So going to be interesting to see if Utah can take care of business on the road. I feel like Utah should go 3-0 this weekend with the women's team getting that tough win against Colorado. Really need to find a way to get it, especially if you drop a game or two to the California schools next week because it's just tough to beat top 10 teams on the road. And for Utah, got to take care of these underperforming Pac-12 teams if you want to be an NCAA tournament team. I'm excited to see if they can do it. We'll be reacting to the game very soon, too, on Locked On News. But that is going to do it for our show today. Thank you all for listening. Drop your thoughts below on Utah's newest talent they've added from the QB offensive line positions. Also talking about the NFL Combine, what you thought of the invites. And let me know your Utah basketball predictions below. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to our episode of Locked On News. And we can't wait to be back with you tomorrow. Have a good one.